Well, Paul has something to say about cheerful giving. And our verses this morning come from 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, verses 6 through 8. So here uh, these words that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, but the church uh, felt it, uh, the words were important enough to preserve them and make them a word not just for one church, but for all churches, even to uh, this day, almost 2,000 years later. So hear, the, hear this, uh, this word. The point is this, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. That is God's word to us this morning. Cheerful giving. It's kind of hard to define in our skit. Uh, kind of put a different spin on how people uh, might approach their giving or not approach their giving, as the case may be. It reminded me of a story I heard a number of years ago about a church in North Carolina that was paid a visit by an IRS agent. The agent came during the week, and he was investigating one of the members of the congregation And as he went to the church office and met with the pastor, saw the pastor, he had this simple request, uh, so-and-so in your church has indicated that he gave $5,000 to the church last year, donated $5,000, and I would like you to verify whether that actually happened or not. And the pastor said to him, I can't tell you, I don't know if he has, but I can tell you for sure he will. (laughs) Cheerful giving. I might also look a minute at what the definition of a steward is, because we use the word steward in church, stewardship emphasis, stewardship campaign, and and many of us, that's not a word that we typically use in our everyday conversations. But a steward in biblical terms was somebody who was given charge, given responsibility to overlook and oversee what the master owned. The steward was in charge of all that the master had. And so the steward was responsible, had to be trustworthy, had to act responsibly with that which he was given oversight for which he was given oversight. The steward had to give an accounting, had to let the master know how he was wisely using the resources that he'd been in charge of. The church, in looking at the role of a steward in the church's time, appropriated that word, steward, and said to uh, Christians, believers, you're stewards of all that God has given you, of all the master 
has provided for you. You need to use it wisely, all you've been given. You need to be generous with what you have been given. You need to realize that there's accountability for that, that if God is giving it to you, there's an expectation that God has that you'll use that money and those resources wisely. God is trusting you with uh, what God has provided you, that you will do those things. Be wise, be generous, and know that you're accountable. Stewardship. We base our stewardship on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ, that God in Christ has given us uh, far beyond what we may own materially, God has given us everything that God could give us in Christ Jesus. God has given us things in abundance. God has charged us as stewards to use resources wisely and to, uh, to recognize as we use those resources wisely, as we sow, uh, we'll reap bountifully. So, let me share with you four characteristics for cheerful giving. First is compassion. You care about other people. So, Paul describes that this way. Paul, who, won, who wrote, uh, Be Cheerful Givers, in his letter to the Philippian church, in verses 3 through 5, Paul says these words, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. In fact, love your neighbor even more. Do all that you can, is what Jesus said. Do nothing from selfish ambition. Let each of you look not, on, not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let that same mind that's in Jesus Christ be in you. So, as an expression of our compassion in this church, we support all kinds of uh, ministries in this community. We look beyond ourselves to other people and what their needs are so that we give generously to Lafayette Urban Ministry. We give generously to the Domestic Violence uh, Center just down the street at the YWCA. We give to serve a ministry that helps people who are trying to recover from addiction. We give and support Church Women United and the food pantry that they have and other things that they do in the community. We do that. We sow. Those are things that we sow and try to sow bountifully so that a harvest can be reaped. It makes the community a better place to be. It's an expression of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. So we don't do it simply because it benefits us. We do it because we know and hope, pray, that it benefits individuals. But just as much, we know and hope that it benefits our community. We express compassion. 
We're involved in Foods Resource Bank for the same reason. We give generously, we sow, literally sow, plant those seeds in partnership with Oxford, and we have reaped bountifully over the 10 years that we've been doing it and have been able to change lives in, in places far, far removed from Lafayette, Indiana. Thousands of lives that have been impacted. Cheerful giving involves compassion. Second, it involves being a concern, expressing concern for others. And so the concern that Paul uplifts in this second uh, letter to the Corinthian church, uh, beginning in chapter 8, continuing through chapter 9, is concern for other churches, for other ministries, for other people that are seeking to do what God calls us to do, to reach out to others in Christ's name. So to the extent that we can help in some of those, all those ministries that I mentioned earlier, that's another part of what they do. They're reaching out to other people in Christ's name. They're expressing concern. We're expressing concern by what we do in that cheerful uh, giving. A third uh, quality is, is gratitude. In the ninth chapter, again, of 2 Corinthians, Paul expresses these words. You'll be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them, other people, and all others. And by so doing, you're expressing thanksgiving to God. For that all you have, all that this church has, all that we try to do, is expressed in thanksgiving. That we have the opportunity to do this. That you have the opportunity to be here this morning. Part of being cheerful in giving is being thankful and expressing that thanks. Fourth concern, or fourth uh, characteristic, uh, involves uh, giving from the heart. So, the church, indeed God, does not want your money. God is not interested in your money. You know, sometimes from time to time over the course of my ministry, I've heard people, uh, people express, uh, maybe not in the church that I've been serving, but just general expression, uh, objection to why people don't go to church. Well, all they want is my money. And that's not what God wants at all. It's far more serious than that. Is far more profound than that. Sixth chapter of Matthew, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. Store up for yourselves treasure in heaven 
where neither moth or rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in. For where your heart is, where your treasure is, that's also where your heart will be. But God doesn't want your treasure. God wants your heart. And if God has your heart, God will have everything else that you can give. God will have your treasure. That's what God asked for. If God has your heart, then you're going to give, and you're going to give cheerfully. You're not going to give uh, based on what's left over. You're going to give based on, on what you have been given and based on what your heart, what God is calling you to give. God wants your heart. And to the extent that God has your heart, then the church really doesn't, I mean, we have stewardship emphasis. Every church in the country has stewardship emphasis time. But what we really, really have, or what we really need to do is, is remind or ask you, where's your heart? Who has your heart? If your heart's in the right place, then, then whatever we need, whatever it is that, that we want to do, whatever we want to give, There'll be more money, more money we'll, than, than, than the church can, uh, can ever, ever uh, realize that it's capable of giving. God wants your heart. And if God's got our hearts, we don't have to worry about the treasure part. That'll come. That'll be there. So, this morning, it is Stewardship uh, Commitment Sunday. So what we... Uh, are going to ask is as the deacons prepare to get ready to uh, pass the offering place to receive your commitment cards. If you uh, forgot your card this morning, uh, if you uh, do not have a card for whatever reason, and you'd like to have a card, you'd like to do that this morning, uh, if you uh, would like to do that, just raise your hand and one of the deacons will make sure you have a, a card in hand before we get ready to receive those cards. So just raise your hand if you, uh, if you need a card. Raise them, raise them high so they can see you. Deacons, uh, to come forward and join me up front here. Let's, uh, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for opportunities to sow. And Lord, we trust that as we give, as we sow, you'll produce the harvest. It'll be bountiful. It'll be beyond, any, be, be beyond anything we can imagine. Lord, we thank you for the way that you have used this ministry for over a century, approaching two centuries. God, we thank you for the great faith has been a part of the life of this church for those many, many decades. 
God in this moment and in the uh, future chapters that are yet to be written. We trust in your generosity of spirit. We trust that as we trust and continue to trust you, that, God, you'll continue to produce great harvest through the ministry of this congregation. It's in Christ's name. Amen.